This podcast is supported by JBS International Incorporated through a grant award from the Health Resources and Services Administration, HRSA, of the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, HHS, with 0% finance with non-governmental sources. The contents are those of the author and do not necessarily represent the official views of, nor an endorsement, by HRSA, HHS, or the U.S. government. For more information, please visit hrsa.gov. Welcome into another episode of Rural Roads, the Art Corps podcast, where we discuss the stories, individuals, and everything else within the Rural Community's Opioid Response Program. I'm your host, Tim Rabel with JBS International, and today we're talking about the important role of community health workers. The featured guests for this episode are representatives from Art Corps grantee West Central Alabama AHEC. Their mission is to improve health equity in West Alabama by supporting healthcare workforce and community-based initiatives aimed to address social determinants of health. Their vision connecting students to careers, professionals to communities, and communities to better health. The guest host for today is JBS technical expert lead Sue Gadach, a seasoned Art Corps vet and fellow Wisconsin resident who serves as a tell for West Central Alabama AHEC. With that, I'll turn things over to Sue. Hello, everyone. My name is Susan Gadach. I am a technical expert lead with JBS International. And today for our Rural Roads podcast, we are welcoming an ARCOR grantee, West Central Alabama AHEC. They are a recipient of three implementation grants, Implementation 2, Implementation 3, and Implementation 4, serving West Central and South Central Alabama. At this time, I would like to turn it over to Liza Nicholson, who is the Program Manager and Data Coordinator for Implementation 2, to introduce herself and then her colleagues. Take it away, Liza. Thank you, Sue. Yes, I am Dr. Liza Nicholson, excited to be a part of this project. Introducing the remaining team members, we have Chancellor Lanier, who is the program manager for R-Core 3, Aaron Wilkes, who is the program manager for R-Core 4, and Mercedes Lightfoot is our population health coordinator for all three of our projects. We are absolutely behind the framework of nothing about us without us. So we have asked our wonderful community health worker coordinator, Ms. Tamika Zhao, to join us today. And certainly, I have to announce that we have Rosie London, who's the executive director of West Central Alabama AHEC, here with us as well. Thank you all so much for having us. Welcome, everyone. And thank you for joining us today. I'll build a little bit on what Liza had mentioned, nothing about us without us. And the first question I would like to ask is to Ms. Dials. Thinking about your role as a community health worker, can you talk with us a little bit about what do you believe are the important skills for a community health worker to possess? Most important skills in doing this for a period of long time is to be honest first with yourself, to the community, be knowledgeable. And always keep a positive relationship. Always be open-minded to ask questions if you don't understand. And never tell a recipient or recipient that it's going to happen or I'm going to do it and you don't follow through. You have to follow through with everything you do. It is important and have good communication skills. When you go, you should also make sure that you're speaking um, loud and clear that your audience will understand what you're talking about and making sure that you're knowledgeable of what you're talking about because you want to rely and relay good information to your audience. And you need to be flexible and able to adapt 
to the services that you are providing for your residents. Also, you have to be able to meet them where they are. And everything that you do, it should be on a level that they could understand it. According to what research says is that when you're a community health worker and you're giving out information, it should be on a fifth and sixth grade level so that they can understand it. Because a lot of times when they go to doctors, they don't understand. So as a community health worker, it is your job to help them understand. So always keep things on a level that they can understand. Sure seems like a lot of that information is about building relationships and knowing your community, how critical those things are. Dr. Nicholson, I want to pivot and ask you a question. What do you believe are the most important factors to consider when working in community, excuse me, in rural community health? Thank you for that. There are a number of factors to consider. Being in rural communities is unique on its own. But I think when we're looking at the community health worker perspective of it, resources, the resources that are available, um, whether that be your healthcare facilities or your hospitals and clinics, also human resources, healthcare providers, and what is available from that aspect of it. The needs of the community should certainly be taken into consideration. What are the larger health concerns that are in the communities that we're working in? And then also we cannot forget social determinants of health and how those factors affect the health of the populations that we work with. And I would also think the capacity of the community to address the health concerns that they're seeing and also the willingness and the ability to even help those individuals get over whether that be a chronic disease such as asthma or diabetes, does that community have the ability to address that? Excellent. Thank you. Just as a follow-up, what do you think are some of the biggest challenges that community, rural communities are facing and community health workers are addressing today? I think some of the bigger factors that these communities are seeing is a lack of resources. They're smaller, there's limited funding and opportunities for training and the needs that whether it be a healthcare provider or a community health worker, just professional development opportunities are often lacking. Also, stigma. There is in the smaller communities, you sometimes come across the stigma related to chronic diseases or whether that be substance misuse. So those are two of the larger things that we absolutely see here in our state when it comes to challenges. And if there's any others that would love to chime in on some things that they've been seeing, please feel free to do. Dr. Nicholson, transportation is one of the main things that I've learned since doing this community health work is that if the patient want or need to or refer to go to a specialist, he or she is not able to go because of the lack of transportation. We have no public transportation in rural Alabama, so it is hard for them to get to and from places. So sometimes as a community health worker, you have to look out and you have to look for resources that can help them get from point A to point B. Thank you, Tamika, for bringing that up, because I think that is one of the unique positions that you all are in as far as community health workers. You get to connect these individuals to these resources that are absolutely needed. Again, transportation being a big part of that. There's some non-emergency transportation sources that the community health workers have the ability to connect these individuals to and then even help. Alabama Medicaid will help to reimburse for that transportation. So thank you for mentioning that. 
very good. It's almost like you're looking at an entire puzzle and trying to put all the pieces together and each puzzle is unique for each person that you're working with. So uh, thank you for the work you're doing. Yeah. Ms. Lanier, I'd like to ask you a question. Can you talk a little bit about the activities that community health workers do to promote healthy living and support quality of life in rural communities? I think it's important for our community health workers to not only utilize what is in the rural, well, I think it's important for them to utilize what is already available in the rural communities. And those who live in the communities that they work in, they know what's available. They know what's best. They know what community members want. So I think it's important for them to utilize things like faith-based organizations and we faith-based organizations to hold events like community health fairs, educational forums, and even like health screenings. And also, I think it's important for community health workers to be to provide referrals for a wide range of health and social services. Like Ms. Dow talked about being familiar with what's available in your community and even what's not available. And if something is not available, just being able to connect them with that resource that can get them to and from things like appointments and different facilities. If it's you no know, community if they're at a community recreational center, if they need a ride, just different stuff like that. Also, being available, being able to get information out for like food banks and stuff like that. It's not only about just oh, like chronic diseases and stuff like that, but knowing information about food banks, what's available for families to get as far as the resources if somebody needs clothing. These type of activities should be out there. Also. With our core, our goal is to have community health workers and healthcare facilities and to help implement SBIRT. That's something that can also support the quality of life in rural health communities. If these community health workers are in the healthcare facilities, they're able to do care coordination. So if patient is referred out, they can follow up with that patient and say, hey, did you follow up with for that appointment? Were you able to reach out for someone? When we Were you able to reach out to this treatment facility? So those type of activities are super important for community health workers to do to help promote healthy living and support a quality of life in rural communities. Thank you so much. Follow-up question. You talked a little bit about SBIRT. What other things are community health workers doing to raise awareness about addiction and substance use and substance misuse in the Alabama communities that you're touching? For instance, community health worker that I have in Butler County she goes to a women's cancer group every week. And not only do they discuss with the topic at hand, but she uses that as an opportunity to talk about things like xylazine and fentanyl and stuff like that. So it's things like that that the community health workers are doing to get that information out. Excellent information. Thank you. This is a question for all of you, and I'm hoping that you guys can weigh in. What have you seen as been the impact of the utilization of community health workers throughout the service delivery area that you're working in. How have they helped your community? I will start off speaking to the value and the impact as I've been able to connect with the clinical and non-clinical organization directors and healthcare providers that our community health workers have worked with. They see the value in having these individuals in their practice or in their centers. They've been able to assist patients with screenings as well as each back and helping them to understand some of the information that they may have gotten from the provider. 
whether that be about their medication or about their plan that they're leaving that practice with. So the cultural responsiveness has been something that has been absolutely valuable um, because these individuals know and trust these community health workers. They live in the same communities. They go to the same churches. So they may go to them when they may not be able to speak directly with their provider and ask questions regarding things such as whatever that health condition may be, which is also very important as to the presentations and workshops that these community health workers are able to provide in the community to make sure that if someone is diagnosed with a chronic disease and they're able to have more information about it, things they could do to manage it, things they could do for treatment is helpful. I recently did a brief survey with some of our clinical and non-clinical organizations that are housing community health workers, and they absolutely 100% said that they are helping their patients, they are helping their communities, that if there was reimbursement for these services here in the state of Alabama, they would absolutely get behind that. So I think the value, I know the value absolutely is known by the communities and these organizations. It's phenomenal work when you work in a practice and the practice is a large practice and it's busy and the doctors have just limited amount of time that they could spend with each patient. For example, Dr. Nicholson placed me in a clinic this past year and those services that we were able to provide was awesome. The doctor would always say, we have a community health worker in the next room. I'm going to send you over there and let she explain to you what's going on. Where the, the Let's talk about your A1C, the things that you should be eating, the things that you should not be eating. You're able to connect with that patient and they're able to ask you a whole lot of questions, whereas if they were asking the doctor, is limited amount of time. But with the community health worker, we can sit down and we can have that conversation with the patient. It's been an asset to these facilities. And it's been, we can see the impact when you see a patient come in with a high A1C, but because he or she has talked to that community health worker and they have explained to them what they need to do. And when they come back, you can see a decrease in their A1C. That's great services that we are providing to our community health workers are much needed. Um, even if we flip out of the clinical and we start talking about what's going on. And Dr. Nicholson ordered us a whole lot of pamphlets about opioids and everything that we need. And when we go, we put out a display and we are, we meet all the time. We have meetings so that we can discuss all these various things. So when we are at these meetings, we could talk about it. When people stop and ask about opioids, let's talk about vaping. We have all the resources that are available that we can connect with our community. When we go places, we don't go half-stepping. We go with everything that they need. Thanks to Dr. Nicholson for making sure that we have these things and we're able to collaborate. We're able to make new connection with people. And again, for example, we was out Sunday and since Sunday, I've had at least six people to call. Can you come to our church? Can you come to our community? to do these things, they see the value of what we do and how we do it. And our disclosure is always that we're not a certified licensed professional in the medical field, but we are knowledgeable of the subject that we're bringing to you. That's such a great point, Tamika. And I love the that you mentioned the professional development that we utilize at West Central Alabama AHEAD to support our community health workers. I think it's extremely important that they have that peer connection, that they're able to connect with each other. 
currently we have about 10 across our counties. We're able to come together on a regular basis, talk about some of the challenges or barriers that are being seen in some of these communities, and then also being able to address that with topics such as motivational interviewing or a big one that we utilized early on was self-care. Because we understand as a community health worker and working with all these individuals and organizations, clinical, non-clinical, it's important that these community health workers understand them that taking care of their self first so that they're better able to take care of those in their community. You talked about having 10 community health workers. Where are they actually placed? In, in, in what locations do you have them? And what is the plan and the vision that West Central Alabama AHAC has for the utilization of community health workers? Thanks for that question. With the ARCORA program, we've been in a really great position to bring on the community health workers and place them in non-clinical and also clinical organizations. Some of those that we utilize are community activity centers that work with senior programs as well as youth programs. Um, We also work in primary care clinics. They're able to help, again, talk about teach back and helping to get people discounts on their medication or even transportation to their appointments. Also, faith-based organizations such as Outreach Ministries. And that was one that Ms. Dow mentioned where they were at on the 21st of this month, just able to communicate with these organizations. Like you may not be able to see these people in any other avenue. So going to their churches where they are. Also, we are utilizing community health workers on a college campus at a police department on that college campus to help train the law enforcement. So they're better able to help those college students as well as the community that's surrounding that college. But then also we work with community programs such as Strengthening Families, Kiss and Ken, the Underage Drinking Coalition, and other community coalitions that we work with. We have a unique value where we can spread that out in any organization and be able to help individuals as well as community organizations. Wow, that is amazing that you're doing. I just want to thank you for the work that you've been doing. It's evident that how critical this is as far as not only keeping your pulse on the community, but becoming part of the fabric of your community and the relationships that, you know, Ms. Dial and your other community health workers have you have had with the patients and clients that you are working with. Any closing comments or words of wisdom that you would like to share regarding the utilization of community health workers? Absolutely. I'll chime in here. I think I would love for people to, and hopefully this has been helpful, getting to know just what a community health worker can do for your community, your organizations, how they can help improve health outcomes, how they can help improve health equity, as well as cultural competence. And that's among healthcare professionals, as well as individuals in the community. They're able to work with seniors. They're able to work with youth. Again, law enforcement, faith-based organizations, they can just be utilized in such a large realm that I hope people can certainly understand that and they have a little bit more education about the work that can be done and the value that these individuals bring to a community. That's all that I have. I want to thank all of you for your time today. Thank you to West Central Alabama AHEC. Ms. Rosie, thank you for your leadership. You guys are definitely a stellar organization, not only in our core, but the services that you've been providing in the great state of Alabama. So thank you all for having us.